It's Angela Yee, and I'm telling you right now that the Alive Podcast Network app is the best directory of podcasts created for us by us. From relationships to making money moves, there's a show that'll captivate every listener. And for my fellow Black creatives, this is a call to action to take your brand and monetization to the next level. It's for the culture. Join the movement and sign up today. Sign up today to get a six-month subscription for $20. Visit AlivePodcastNetwork.com, coming soon to iOS and Android. Welcome to When Love Aligns Podcast, where alignment, love, and relationships live. I am Paul Bache Williams, a licensed clinical social worker and psychotherapist. I'm also the blessed husband of Tara Gates Williams. And I am Tara Gates Williams, brand expert, mother, daughter, sister, good old girlfriend, and the blessed wife of Paul Bache Williams. Why wait? That's the topic that we want to discuss today. And why we waited. Yeah, yeah. And we're talking about sex. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just looking at, I gotta gotta go in right now because I'm looking at my husband today and I'm like, why did I wait so long? Because he in the the booth today looking really, really yummy. Mm, Thank you, babe. He looked like he about to get on stage and start performing. uh, And he's in here with shades. Well, I hope this translates to (laughs) something happening later. (laughs) (laughs) And when... You you got the green bottle or the red or the black bottle on? I got there. the green bottle. On. Oh, okay. That's yeah. why my baby in here smelling expensive. Mm, mm, okay, okay, sugar. Let's jump into it. So <laughs> why wait? Uh, and why we waited? Yeah. So we talk. We're talking about sex, right? And everybody has their own process. Everybody, you know, do whatever's comfortable for you. Do what works for you. But what worked for us was waiting. Yeah. And I think primarily it worked for us because. Before we even met, we put ourselves in a position to really not only get to know and love ourselves, but also we abstained from sex mm-hmm. during, you know, as we were single. Um, we weren't virgins. Yeah. We no. both had children mm-hmm. or have children mm-hmm. that we've had with other people. Mm-hmm. So let's other get into our, yeah, other relationships, mm-hmm. you know, but let's get into it. So we can talk about our personal journeys and talk about how we came up with plans together. Mm-hmm. And the benefits of it. Yeah. So you want to start, babe? Go ahead. Yeah. And and again, we're not trying to tell anybody what to do, but our experience, I think, was just such a beautiful one. And I'll get into later on how we kind of encouraged each other during our engagement period to continue to wait. Um, For me individually, though, babe, I think it started when I said, okay, I want to be single for a moment. I'm going to take time to get to know, love myself, get a strength in my relationship with God. And I said, okay, I'm going to be abstinent. Um, and there's a difference between abstinence and celibacy. Yeah, break that down real quick. So the difference between abstinence and celibacy. So if I say that I want to be celibate, that's kind of like extreme, right? I don't even want to have relationship. We're not just talking about sex when you're talking about celibacy. You're talking about you don't want to have any type of relationship, connection with anyone. You're solely focusing on yourself without any opportunity to get into a relationship of any sort. Mm-hmm. And I think people, when they use that, They don't realize they're denying themselves from an opportunity for a relationship. Now, when you talk about abstinence, you're abstaining from something specific with a specific reason, plan, and what you're trying to do. So, like, I was being abstinent until I got married. Mm -hmm. So, people talk about I'm being celibate 
then they don't want connection. And I'm literally speaking against an opportunity for a relationship. Yeah. I mean, you have to be very careful at what you speak over your life. So abstinence, thank you for breaking that down, babe. I love how you always explain that because it's so important. And when I decided to be abstinent, I said, okay, I'm taking that off the table, but I'm still open to meeting someone. Um, But I want to be very clear you know, where I am with it now. I'm not saying go out on dates in the first date. You're like, hey, I'm abstinent. There's no chance. You know, it comes organically in a conversation. Mm -hmm. But for me, that abstinence really put me in a place of not only am I getting to know myself, getting to know this other person without a go-to to to resolve things as we think it is. We think sex may be a go-to to solve problems, you know, uh, create uh, intimacy, and it does. But intimacy for me lived within my communication, my getting to know someone, their values, their morals, you know, just what, they, what they're what they about, what they stood for in life. So I wanted to get to know people on a deeper, more intimate, intellectual level than I did from a physical level. And the most important reason was that I wanted to honor my relationship with God and what God wanted from me because I didn't want to be in this place where I have this relationship with God, but I'm constantly disappointing myself and God in the midst of all of it. So I just said, you know, I'm abstinent. I don't want sex to confuse anything, you know, emotionally, psychologically. And, you know, however that mixed into a conversation when I met someone, that's how it it mixed in. And however they received it, they received it. But I was going to stand within that place because, you know, it got hard sometimes. I'm not going to lie. You know, you you, you, you get uh, tested and things like that. But one thing, and I think I shared this uh, before with you, babe, is when I got into this place where I felt I was being tempted. And it's, you know, anybody listening, if you get into a place you feel like you're being tempted, you always have to go back to the promises that you've made to yourself. Mm-hmm. And for me, in that place of abstinence, anytime I got weak, I just pictured myself standing in front of God trying to explain to him why I chose to to fall prey to the temptation as opposed to honoring him. And I just could never picture myself being able to explain myself in that way, how mm-hmm. I'm choosing him over myself and um, um, how I'm choosing myself, I'm sorry, over him. And then I had to really think about, okay, I don't want to be stuck in the repentance cycle. Like, I don't want to use... Uh, uh, be in this place where I'm repenting and then going out and having the same behavior. Repent, you know, go do, go have sex and repent. Go have, it's just not, that's not where I wanted to live. And, you know, and lastly, I just want to share when I was doing that, it kind of reminded me of making a credit card payment. I was using repentance as a credit card payment. So I'll go spend something, you know, go have sex and then come back and repent. Oh, now I'm now I'm good. It's just like you're making a payment on a, on a credit card. Oh, now I'm good. And I could not continue to put myself in that position because that's not how it is in real life, and especially in my relationship with God. So, I wanted to honor my relationship with Him, and I wanted to honor myself for once, and not put someone else's wants or desires before my own in knowing what I deserved. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I know my personal journey, um, it's a lot of different things um, that I've experienced that didn't end well because I wasn't honoring what God said to me or I wasn't showing up or keeping a promise to myself, keeping a promise to God. I just 
It was just so much. I mean, years ago, I started a whole Facebook group. <laughs> um, I love this story. <laughs> I started a whole Facebook group uh, about celibacy and abstinence. And I had to leave the Facebook group that I started, that I was running, because I had sex. You had to leave your own group? I had to leave my own group. <laughs> I had to go in there and apologize. I said, I know I started this group for uh, us to you know, hold each other accountable, but I got to go. <laughs> I ain't living right. Uh, I remember also we had um, we had another um, a call we used to do with one of my homeboys, Chris, where we got on a call every week and we talked about holding each other accountable. Um, it was me, Chris, and a couple of other people, and we talked about it every week. And it was very helpful. Mm-hmm. But the fall fell off. I mean, the call fell off, mm-hmm. and we fell off. Mm-hmm. And I remember hitting him up. I would say, yo, we need to start that up because I, I, I need the accountability. I need the support. He said, bro, the last time we did the call was the last time I didn't have sex. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, man. He said, yeah, but I, I, I said, he's like, I'm, I'm just not on that anymore. So, but I, I needed to hold myself accountable. Uh, I did a YouTube about my whole journey and the reasons why, just so much trauma around that. I remember having sex and praying for forgiveness while I'm doing it and saying, well, this is going to be my wife anyway. Trying to, I'm, I'm not, yeah, I'm not psyching, I'm not psyching God out and I'm not, <laughs> I think I'm psyching myself out, but I'm just lying to myself. And it was just so many things that came from that. It just wasn't healthy. So I said I had to move different. Like, I didn't want sex to hide certain things. I didn't want sex to be the reason why I'm still staying connected to someone. Yeah. Right? We get caught up in that, and we convince ourselves that we like this person when we really just like the moment. We like, And then you think about it. Like, what time are you leaving? As soon as you're done, like... <laughs> Instant regret. What time you? What time you leave? Like you lying? I said, I gotta go get my son. It's three o'clock in the morning. I don't have to go get my son. Yeah. You know, it's, it's but th- just... thinking of, thinking about ways I, for a female, like for a female, like for a male, it may be what time you leave. For females, like okay, I'm always gonna go to his house so I can leave. Mm. I'm always gonna, and I'm being real transparent right now. You know, I'm always gonna be sure my clothes are left in the living room <laughs> so I can tiptoe to the living room, have all my belongings, and just make a break for it. Mm. Like honestly, like you, 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 but you, we put ourselves in those situations, and we're losing. Mm-hmm. You know, we're losing. Mm-hmm. You know what? Let's get into what did you do personally before we, you know, got connected? Mm-hmm. What did you do to kind of protect yourself, like the safeguards, the the boundaries, all those different things? Um, I, I, it, For me, it always starts with my relationship with God. Um, but also just knowing that nobody deserves me in that way. Mm-hmm. You know, and I got this, this, you know, I, I created, created, like I, sh- I shared, created my vision board for my husband. And I said, well, you know what, if I'm really, really seeking the man that God created for me, how can I be out here sleeping with it, other people? Mm-hmm. You know, knowing that they meant that my, that person may not be the person. And so I just got in my head that the next man that I'm going to sleep with is going to be my husband. Mm-hmm. The next man that's allowed in my bedroom, and we, and we had this oh, yeah. this this conversation like, you, you know, the next man's gonna be in my bedroom is gonna be my husband. And I remember when we first started like dating or whatever, we lived about an hour away from each other. So if we were going on a date and we were going on my end, uh, he would come over, you would come over and sleep, and I'd have the guest room set up for you, mm-hmm. and. One night, y'all, he comes to my bedroom door, and immediately I'm like, ah, 
pause, stop. You can't come in here. This is holy ground. <laughs> and I was serious. I was like, no man is going to step into my bedroom. I don't know what his energy is. I'm not, you know, I, I walk around the house and anoint every doorway in my house. And I was just like, nah, you got to see. He literally would stand at the door <laughs> and we had these conversations or whatever. And then, you know, but I never let him into that space mm-hmm. because I didn't want to create that space. However, 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 however Debo. I remember, <laughs> I remember one one day. We tell her what you did when you ran. Yeah, she she had the door open and then she went in the bathroom and I ran and jumped all on the bed. I was like, yeah, this gonna be my home. This gonna be my bed. This, yeah, I said I'm getting in that bed because you were right. You said the next man that's gonna be in your bed in your bedroom will be your husband. So he was trying to so roll around I, in my bed I, and. and, and mm-hmm, I left my scent. <laughs> You know how dog leave it. I left my scent. That was that was there. So we knew yeah. what was gonna happen. So that's kind of like how I protected myself. I just kept saying to myself, the next person I'm gonna be with is my husband. Mm-hmm. And I felt like everything that I spoke out would help me receive that. So I just that's how I, I set boundaries and I got in my space. Yeah, I think for me too, it started with the conversation, started with the talk and the commitment to myself, the commitment to God. But practically what I had to do was setting these boundaries and safeguards so I'm not in a position to be tempted. Like yeah. I told myself I wasn't going to trust myself, so not put myself in that position where there's opportunities for that, for failure mm-hmm. to the, you know. So what I did was my phone went off. Like I literally turned my phone after, I think it was like nine, 8 or 9 o'clock, nine. something like that. And nobody can get access to me, mm-hmm. right? Because In the, the wee hours, in yeah, the midnight hours. Yeah, that's like, what you doing? You want to go, you know, that's the a, that's a setup. You didn't get any of those y, uh, WYD taxes. <laughs> <laughs> I, that was one of the things I did. I also changed what I was doing around that time, too. Like mm-hmm. TV, what I was watching. I changed the music that I was listening to. Because, you know, the music tells you something. It gets you all riled up. You're listening to some slow jams and they talking about sex. Mm-hmm. It gets into your mind and you start to plan. Oh, I can, hmm, that sounds. So I really started to change just lifestyle habits, right? Yeah. And I told you also one of the things, remember I told you, that I don't, I, I stopped talking to women while I was in the bed. Mm-hmm. Like even if it was during the daytime or in the morning when I'm laying down, to me, that was that was also sending a different message. But even but once we got together, I was fine with us doing it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I was just it was just so many different things that I had to just put my mind, my spirit, my body and everything in place to not to be tempted or not to be, you know, set up. Do you think any man can do that, though? Like. I feel like, you know, for, for me, you're the first man that I met was really in touch with and vulnerable and open around me, right? You're in touch with your feelings. You don't mind saying what's on your mind. But all those things that you're listing, like you just listed, like that's incredible because it changed the energy around you. Mm-hmm. But how do men get in that headspace of thinking like that? And is that doable for everybody? Like what's some practical things that, that men can, can actually do? Because sometimes music is a place... For some people to escape, right? Mm-hmm. Um, TV's another place. I dated Netflix my whole time I was single. So, like, you know, but you have to, you know, how can men be in this space of really embracing what you're saying? Because that's well, kind of tough. Yeah, it's all an individual process. But I think we all know where our setups are. Like, we all okay. know what our triggers are. We all know our routines. And we can identify that and say, I need to switch something up. So the commitment starts there. Identification of self and being self-aware 
and just knowing what triggers that, what entices that, what breeds the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Because when we want that, we we take proper steps to make that happen. Yeah. So we're we know it's it's not an accident. Okay. Got we, it. There's intention with that, so we got to be intentional with saying no to ourselves, to our flesh, to whatever that yeah. is. So there is that, and just really being more self-aware. But yeah, th- that was was for me. That's what I needed because I was mm-hmm. very self-aware of, you know, all those different things that tempted me. Yeah. No, that's good stuff, and it's it's good to think about because you're not putting them, you're not suppressing them, you're confronting them, and then mm-hmm. putting things into action that's going to help you stay on the path. Right. So that's like really good advice because it is hard for some people, like. I, I was never out here thinking I was better than anybody else because when you do that, you know you can you can succumb to to a lot of things. But um, and you like I said, you'll get tested, you'll fall, you know. Yeah. But I no, got tired. I, of, I got good. tired of apologizing to God too. Yes. That's, and like yeah. you said, and asking for forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah. Like why you continue to ask for forgiveness and continue to do it if you feel that you feel convicted and I mm-hmm. felt convicted, then it was something I need to address. And I hadn't always felt that conviction, but I started to. And he says, well, you want something. You're praying to me for something, but you're doing something that's counterproductive. Yeah. You're doing something that's going against what you're asking for. Yeah. And that was my personal journey. Yeah. And I think, you know, once we got together mm-hmm. and it was um, uh, just us, I think it organically came up in a conversation for us, right? Like right. we were, that we were both abstinent. Like, mm-hmm. um and it wasn't a hard conversation. No, it was it a just real quick. Flowed. It was yeah, just, it was like, just yeah. like I'm abs- Yeah, it was it was in the midst of a conversation. It wasn't like I'm going to tell him tonight. Right. This is what it is. No, it was just like an organic conversation. But also when we uh, got engaged and we were living together um, uh, before our wedding date, we collectively. So now we went from individual like how we did it individually. But I think when we got together, mm-hmm. um it just became this, we're going to honor God. Yeah. We're going to honor God through this process. And I remember one day you said to me, I think I was upstairs, you were downstairs or something, and you were you were um, uh, calling up to me for something, and you were like, babe, you know what? I'm so proud that we're, you know, remaining abstinent because we don't want to miss out on any of the blessings that God has for us. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was so powerful because— when you said that and you know we may be tempted and and you know you try to kiss and stuff (laughs) you always putting it on me but okay i'm gonna let you have that but you know we may kiss and things like that but we never let it go beyond to this place of like we no turning back and i always would play that message Mm -hmm. in my head about Mm -hmm. hey we don't we don't want to miss out on the blessings that god has for us by falling prey to some momentary satisfaction right. and messing up a lifetime of you know it's just it's so deep yeah with that yeah. i mean that's what literally what god was telling me and so i had to also verbalize that and i was very comfortable with sharing with that sharing that with you and also i think about like even to back up a little bit you know you've had conversations well i've had conversations with other women that said they were willing to wait and they wanted to wait too then all of a sudden they doing all these little things that goes against that, like touching you or walking around or sending you suggested songs, sending you pictures, whatever it is. And it's just like, 
is this what it is? Like, and and if, you, if you're a man and you're not in that place yet, right? It's you start I, rationalizing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. One person said that's how they get connected. That's how they know that somebody loves them through sex. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, but I, that's not where I'm at right now. Yeah. I wanted to remain abstinent. And, of course, that's what the, the, that was a suggestion, and that was how they felt. So we fell prey to it, and the relationship didn't work out. And it wasn't supposed to work out because it was supposed to meet you, and you we were supposed to get married. You're welcome, yeah, Thank babe. you, sugar. But, yeah, around the, the safeguards around the house and stuff like that and just having an open conversation, um, there was no challenges to how we both felt, and we were very committed to it. And I think, you know, something for, you know, our listeners to really understand is that you have to come to this choice, right, Um, in your, your, you know, individually. Mm -hmm. Like, you may be able to meet somebody and, you know, that's what they're on and you understand the importance of flow to it. But it's so important when you do the self-work. And when I say the self-work, you really think about... You know, I, I kind of analyze my, my past uh, history and relationships and sexual relationships. Like, what did I get out of that? Like, what what did that serve? You know, what did it solve? Am I willing, am I willing to put this on the table again because of this? Like, I just saw nothing but, you know, regret and loss when I thought about that, you know, mm-hmm. doing that before I got married again. So whether somebody was on it or not, or whether I slipped up or not, I was like, you know what, let me stay the course, you know, and let me really have this relationship with myself, knowing that I am worthy of a healthy, intimate relationship, uh, sexual relationship with my husband, uh, you know, so when we're in this together, we're on the same page. I think when you do the individual work, you will align with somebody collectively where you have these views and you're able to move forward in that place and nobody's pressing you out or you know we used to get the question all the time well how you gonna don't you want to test drive it don't you want to you know don't you want to know what you're getting into beforehand and i'm just of the adage that when you love someone and you know them and you know that god has aligned you with them everything's going to be beautiful you know yeah, you'll and, figure and, parts out like we, yeah and and think about it we should come into these things um, as uh, like virgins. Yes. Like we, we need to come and learn each other's body. Mm-hmm. Like I need to explore your body and not try to base my performance on the last person I was with. Yeah. Like that's the misconception. Like going in trying to do all these different things and you might not even like it. Yeah. So we're uh, especially us men. We're taught that the more that you get, the more value that you have. But I feel like that's the opposite. Mm -hmm. We lose value when we stretch ourselves so thin or we're sharing ourselves with all these different women that it, it, that's not value. The value is, is taking, uh, being proud and and taking pride in waiting and then the choice and being selective and being, you know, just, I don't, I don't even know. Well, well, you know, creating that intimacy, like that, that's what I love. Like when we, you know, got engaged, we got married. Like, <laughs> you get, Bache came in and, like, he was like, we getting rid of the sheets, the mattress. Oh, yeah. We getting rid of everything. We're buying everything new. Mm-hmm. We getting a new box spring. We getting a new yeah. bed frame. Yeah. We getting a new sheet. Everything was new because we were new. Yeah. And, you know, I had a girlfriend tell me a long time ago that when a woman is with a man, 
for the first time because she used to speak to teen girls. Um, shout out to Chantel. She used to speak to teen girls and always talk about, you know, when a woman has sex for the first time, blood is shed. And when you think about any type of sacrifice or anything that happens in life, um, you know, blood is, when blood is shed, that is the blood that is shed over something to bless the, the sacrifice that has been made. And I remember on our wedding night, I'm just going to get graphic with y'all. <laughs> we waited to, you know, uh, our wedding night. And on our wedding night, I remember blood was shed. It was like I was a virgin all over again and blood was shed. But that blood that is shed in a marriage, when you're having intimacy with your husband for that first time, that blood is shed over him, over his, you know, penis. Can I say that on here? is the blood that's shed to protect your marriage and the, and the sacrifice that you all are making for one covenant. another and the covenant. covenant. Yes. It is blessing the covenant that you have with God uh, uh, in the marriage. So I w- when that happened, I, was, it, I just felt like I was on another level because that we were on another level. Let me say that. Mm-hmm. We were on another level because to me it was like God was showing that this union is blessed. This covenant is blessed because blood was shed the first time we were intimate. And I'm sorry I'm getting so graphic, but I want to get to that place because I want to have want to give you give understanding behind it because I feel as though that protection from God is what keeps us in this alignment and on the right path in our marriage, no matter what happens. And one thing that we don't do, we never use sex to recover. Yeah. We never use sex to to um, mask anything that's going on. If we have a disconnect, we talk about it. We work through it. We get through it and we solve it. And that makes the intimacy that much better. Yeah. And, and don't get us wrong. There's nothing wrong with makeup sex. Not at all. There's nothing wrong with that. We just don't use that as the question and the answer. We don't yeah. use that as the repair yeah. um, to replace the, the, the conversation and the work that has to be done outside of the bedroom. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We, we just love talking about this. <laughs> yeah. And, and I th- like you said in the beginning, uh, I want to make sure that you follow through because you said how I look and you want to make sure that when we get home <laughs> that, it, that it happens. Because I, I think sometimes people get sleepy. <laughs> You know, I just want to make sure. But no, I need a nap. <laughs> but it's so important. Like, and again, this is yeah. this was work for us. Yeah. It was so important to really com- keep our commitment to each other, keep our promises to God, yeah. and go through this journey while holding hands. Yes. And again, it did get. You know, there was opportunities there because we were living together. We yeah. spent a lot of time together. Yeah. Uh, but we just kept our promise we to just, god yeah. like it was to god it yeah. was to god I, 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 I honestly i said this is not going to be i'm not messing this up i think you just get to a point in life where you know what you deserve but also to get what you deserve you have to be disciplined in areas and i think that discipline you know helped us be in this place of breeding happiness but also honoring you know god in the process but honoring each other Like, the fact that my husband was sharing with me, like, I don't want to be with you until our our wedding night. And me sharing it with my husband, like, it was just so important. And it was an excitement behind it, Mm -hmm. you know? Because even on our wedding night, we was like, all right, everybody out. Yeah. It's time to go. (laughs) Y'all take it too long. Y'all take it too long. (laughs) Go stay with grandma, grandpa. And and it's just special, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. I love you, babe. Love you too, baby. All right. Give me a kiss. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs>
All right. Thank y'all for joining us. Yes, yes. As always, we want you to stay connected with us. So hit us up on our IG at TM. Send us those topics, questions, comments, so we can speak to some of your concerns that you want us to talk about. And, uh, yeah, visit WinLoveAlliance.com, too. To hear more podcasts like Win Love Alliance, check out AlivePodcastNetwork.com.